again before you test the sister. Because with my girls behind me, we, we got lots of power, mister. Ow! Who's got the mic? Who got the flow? Who got the flow? <laughs> oh, ho. Ow, ow. Ow, ow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. Welcome to Lights, Camera, Cocktails. I am Zenobia. This is the beautiful, the smart, the amazing Lene. Oh my God, get off me already. Girl, I miss you so much. Okay, I can't, Dude, I miss I can't you help so myself. Much. I can't help myself. She's oh, counting down her last you. days being in Florida. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, this is my last episode in Florida. Oh, oh my God. So she will be reporting to us somewhere else. Uh, I'll be remote remote making this drink so yes make sure wherever you are i know that there's a place that you're going that alcohol is going to be scarce so i will make sure that time we make it simple. you know what i should do i should buy those uh little uh, airplane bottles the mini one just ounces i'll just grab one of each and just have a bunch and i'll have like my little traveling bar oh my god i can get like little martini mini glasses <laughs> and, like a little mini mini martini shaker i think i've got one I just want to let listeners know that one of my favorite pastime things is looking up new things to add to my fucking bar. So please let us know about any of this stuff because I'm always like, ooh, that looks cool. Ooh, that looks cool. And sometimes you get something that's good and sometimes you don't. So if you know some cool bar gadgets and gadgets and cool things and books, I love it all. Books will definitely help us. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can never, never, you can never have enough cocktail literature for sure. Yes. All right. Or if you want to send like really cool movie history or Hollywood glam books yes. our way, I would love to have that in my library. Yes. Thank you very much. Me too, girl. Ooh, we're, I miss you. You're speaking my language. I miss you. All right. So. Are we ready? Are we ready? Are we ready? Oh my God. I love this movie. I'm I can't wait ready to, talk about to this drink. Movie. So this movie, if you didn't know by the fucking tag, I picked it and it is. Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Back in the Habit. Okay, and if I you don't know it. this one, you better ask somebody, because this is like one of my fucking favorite childhood memories, is this movie. And to- Zenobia, yes. Zenobia. Yeah. If you want to be somebody. What? If you want to go somewhere. What should I do? You better wake, wake up and pay attention. attention. Mm. If you want to oh. be somebody. I'm paying attention. Girl. If you want to go somewhere. Pay attention. Uh, today we are drinking The Habit is Back. <laughs> For Back of the Habit. Ow. I did not make this one up. I did find it online. I, I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah. So we are back in the habit. and Back in the habit. The ingredients for this lovely drink is two ounces of rum. Oh, rum. Half an ounce of lime juice. Oh, it's lime. Ooh, and three drops of bitters and top it with ginger beer. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the way that it told me to do it, um, I guess I did it that way. Uh, I like packed it with some ice and then nice. I added rum and lime into a rock glass, you guys. And then with the ice, it's crushed ice, you guys. So if you're not fancy, you don't have a fancy refrigerator that crushes it for you throw that mug into a blender like i did and then just have some fluffy crushed ice it's nice it's like a snow cone and you're gonna put that in there and then you're gonna top it with some ginger beer 
And when I did that, then I put some more. I didn't top it all the way, but I put more ice on it. And then I put the bitters on it. The three drops of bitters. Now, uh, anyone mm-hmm. who listens to the show since the beginning knows that I only have one bitters on my bar. And I use it until it's gone. It's a big bottle. And I love it. So I'm not afraid of it. But mm-hmm. I use blood orange bitters. Since we are I use orange bitters. Did you? Ow! There you go. Yeah. So I just use blood orange bitters. Bitch, a- I'm like super jealous though. Blood orange is my favorite. Girl, I bought this. Is it delicious? It is so is it good. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Because I'm not the biggest I'm bitters so- fan, but this blood orange bitters, mm. I'm obsessed. I love bitters too. So I like love it on ice. Just sprinkle a couple bitters and a splash of club soda. That's my jam. So a blood orange bitters, I'm coming for it. And I'm drinking the whole bottle. Girl. You better hide your bitters, bitch. Hide your bitters. Hide hide your wife. (laughs) They come for everybody out here. (laughs) I've had this for like two years and that's like all the, it's like only halfway, a little less than halfway (laughs) done. It's only a couple I'm shocked and disappointed. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's so embarrassing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but every drink that I put it in, it always works. So I'm always happy. I know. Yeah. That's really cool. So we're close because you have orange, I have blood orange. So we're still on the same. I really love how we just stay on the same wavelength about yeah. this mm-hmm. usually. And it's, this is a delightful drink. And you topped yours with mint. Yours top it with some mint. I got fresh mint from the garden out front. And, how beautiful. Um, yeah, I didn't yeah. muddle it in. I just slapped it and put it on top. That's what I did. I slapped mm-hmm. slapped his booty and stuck it on top of some gorgeous garnish. So the, the bitters on top is supposed to make sort of a halo effect on top of it. Which oh, is what I didn't is, notice that. But it didn't really do it for mine either. I don't know. Maybe my next one I make will do that. But okay. I don't know. That was my first time ever making it, so I didn't know I did it right. And that, my friend, is the habit is back. Cheers, baby. I love it. Cheers, babe. <sighs> like, I kind of wish that I would have put this in, like, um, the copper cups. Because this is really, Ooh. yeah, it's giving me a total, like, mint julep kind of thing going on here. It totally is. Oh, oh, I forgot to tell you, I was totally shopping online and I saw shot glasses and little miniature uh, copper mugs that look like mules mugs, you know, but they're like shot form. And I almost, but I was like, we really don't need those. <laughs> I have a shot glass that is in the shape of almost like, like I said, I have the martini one. I mm-hmm. have one that's like a das boot. Yeah. Wow, that yeah. Uh-huh. Nice. And there's like one that's like a Collins glass. Like they're they're mini shot glasses that are meant to be like But you collect shot glasses, I believe. I do collect shot glasses. I have too many. Well, fun fact for our fans. Fun fact for our fans. Zenobia likes to collect shot glasses from all over the country and the world. You are so true. And I forgot all about it <laughs> because I they're like put away in storage right now, but like mm-hmm. yeah. When we get our bar set up, I'm putting those, bring those yeah. pictures out. It's going to be so cute. So that was delicious. That is so good. That is so tasty. This one's dangerous. I love ginger mm-hmm. beer. It's not something that I thought I would love, but this show made me love ginger beer. And I do. I love that. I usually, usually do have ginger beer kind of just chilling around for whenever I want to make like a mule or it's mm-hmm. something which just ginger beer just tastes good almost with any spirit. It's just really great. 
I got addicted to ginger beer from Vesuvio's and drinking Dark and Stormy's all the freaking time Vesuvio's. when we were in college. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's Jack Kerouac's drink. Mm -hmm. So I would be constantly drinking those. And, uh, oh my God, I'm just, I, I love ginger beer. I can, I'm so happy that this is my, cause I don't re reminder. I haven't drank. I haven't had a drink in over seven days. Yeah. And she's been not, she's been under the weather. So last episode she was sober. I'm sorry. I so I'm so sorry so for you putting up with me and Rashad's drunk ass. <laughs> um, not at all. Another shout out to our guest from last week, Rashad. I <laughs> love when you guys, when you two get together and you guys banter, and it's so great to see your brother. He's seen me at my nerdiest and stupidest. Yeah, and drunk. Uh, is. He's and drunk. Is. <laughs> yeah, and I appreciate how much he's always just been so loving and kind, and I just yeah. it was really awesome to have him on the show last week. That's my made my day. That's my twin. We're seven years apart. I know, you guys are the best and it was good it was really good to see him all right so, so are you ready for a little bit of her story give it to me babe okay so this one was kind of hard because literally every what did i do every single thing in this drink i've already done a herstory on rum i've done it on lime juice i've done it on bitters i've done it on ginger beer literally there was nothing really? in this drink i have not talked about previously so we gonna learn a little bit about nuns <laughs> now let's get our nun on so i am not of the catholic faith so i don't know anything about nuns so i don't know about you oh i um my mother was raised catholic so i do have a little bit of understanding um of Catholic nuns. I'm going to give you a little bit of history about the U.S. nuns, okay? Because they probably had it the hardest out yeah. of all the the nuns of the Catholic faith because okay. people came to America trying to escape the Catholics. So the last thing they wanted was more Catholics. <laughs> so U.S. nuns, they started making their way to the U.S. and... 1727 when they opened their first convent in new orleans um and so that is the beginning of them here in america around this time people didn't really feel so much love for them and would yell and curse at nuns in the street like get out of here you demon devil bitch like <laughs> oh my god that's terrible i didn't know that yeah <gasps> Yeah, wow. I kind of went down a hole today. You know, how, you know how I get with this shit. So mm -hmm. that's something that kind of ha happened. But what kind of changed people was around the Civil War times. Because 20% of the nuns, which would be like 3,200 nuns in the, or uh, nurses in the war, but 20% of them were nuns. So oh. Americans started to see like how awesome nuns were like, oh, okay, maybe they're not the ruler hitting mean habit wearing people. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. you know, around wow. the time it, they started opening up hospitals after the war too, because they had so many nurses. So that's why there's so many like St. Jude's and St. Blah, blah, blah hospitals. Cause these nuns went around making hospitals all over the place. Um, that's pretty wonderful yeah. actually that's pretty great 
Nuns started opening up finishing schools in around the 1800s to the early 1900s all over for middle class to upper class girls. And they would take the money from that and open up schools for immigrants and poor students to go to for free. So that kind of ties into this movie of how nuns are known to give back to the community and give back to children in specific in education wise. So I always thought that that was really cool. Now, people who are not part of this world have no idea what a habit is. And I went down a rabbit hole on that one as as well. <laughs> I can't even tell you all the things that I learned about that. But um, let's jump in. A habit is basically their uniform that they wear. It doesn't change. It changes slightly through the times on how big like their headpieces would be. Uh, I know I'm speaking wrong, and I'm so sorry for people who actually know what they're talking about with this stuff. And I sound like a drunken raving bitch, but I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. Um, and so they their habits are like you know some nuns wear different things in other parts of the world. Or depending on their status of where they are, if they're lower on the totem pole or higher on the totem pole. Mm-hmm. Um, I did learn something that was cool, that the Catholic brides would wear the white veils when they got married for mm-hmm. pure and innocence. That That's what they were reflecting. White dress and everything. Like white a dress total and everything. bridal look. But the veil in specific was something that they focused on and that was brought over into the nun world where they would wear the mm-hmm. white um veils during you know the beginning of their journey into nunhood i read a vice article about like marrying god yeah yep i met a vice article about a lady who became a nun at 17 in 1984 and she's still a nun nunning around and just doing things and she's like yeah you know i'm gluttonous sometimes i had three chocolate bars today you're like that's it that's all you did I'm already two drinks in. Like, I feel bad. <laughs> That's a little bit of her story on nuns nice. and habits. Because <laughs> we're back in the habit. Back in the habit, baby. And she is back. <laughs> I'm back. So a little fun synopsis, because we are, this is the first time in Life's Camera Cocktail Herstory that, that you have done a sequel before an original this is true first time ever ever in our hundred plus episodes so we thought that it would be a good idea just to like kind of catch you up a little bit about what's happening uh to let you know where we're we are in the set in the scene so dolores van catier oh tell me about it girl (laughs) um so a little bit of sister act is uh, Dolores Van Cartier, played by uh, Whoopi Goldberg. She is a Reno lounge singer. And her boyfriend, who is this uh, very dangerous man, uh, played by Harvey Keitel, which he's incredible. We're not going to get into it. Anyway, she witnesses him doing a crime. I'm not going to spoil it for you because you haven't seen it. You have to see sister act. It's freaking hilarious. It's on Disney she witnesses Plus. a crime. It's on Disney Plus. You don't have any reason. She witnesses the crime tells the cops and goes into witness protection and their genius idea is to put her in a convent for <laughs> safety in the Bay area. <laughs> who would look for her there in San Francisco? I, who would look, who would look? 
and it wasn't, you know, too far out of the way so that the police could keep an eye on her. Anyways, she uh, goes under Mother Superior, who's played by Maggie Smith. Oh, my God. She's the fucking best. And <laughs> yep. she becomes friends with the nuns. She puts together the choir. She gets put in charge of the choir. They're phenomenal. They bring the community together. Everybody's happy and exciting. I'm not going to ruin it for you. But she is safe, and she becomes this amazing Vegas not a headliner. Let me point out one thing, my dear Amal. I am not now, nor have I ever been, a Las Vegas showgirl. I am a headliner. Oh. Headliner. Okay, she Liner. is not a showgirl. She is not a showgirl. And that's where we pick up in Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. She is back from Vegas, she's got a very successful show, and the nuns need her help yet again. And it's fucking epic. Well, this time they need her help instead of her needing their help. So she I does know. all them. And she does. And my favorite line, actually, one of my favorite lines of the film is a Maggie Smith's a character, uh, which, why can't I think of it right now? It's uh, Reverend Mother. Mother Superior. Mother Superior. I don't know. I don't know why I couldn't think of it. Anyways, her line is so cute because she's just like, oh, you're going to throw that at, that guilt at me? And she's like, oh, so you're going to be like that huh, with the guilt? Guilt? I would never use guilt. I'm a nun. Guilt? I would never use guilt. I'm a nun. <laughs> That's all they do is guilt you into doing shit. It's Catholic. <laughs> if they're Catholic nuns, they're going to really guilt you. <laughs> Super hard. And as well as she says it, it was such a oh, Maggie Smith. She's so perfect in this film. But before we get into that, we should do the motherfucking drinking game. Are you talking about the motherfucking drinking game? You know, I want to hear about that motherfucking drinking game. <laughs> well, then get your habit is back cocktail ready. Ready. I'm ready. For Oh, I filled up and ready for this. Yes. For the motherfucking drinking game. So you gonna take one simp. What's it? <laughs> when somebody sings, I'm sorry. Mary had a little lamb. Oh. It's a lot of singing. That is a lot of singing. Are you kidding me? That's like the movie. Hello, I'm drunk. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm not here to keep you sober, girl. I'm here to get you. Wait, every single. So wait, what? Wait, finish that. I'm sorry, I interrupted. That was gonna be epic. <laughs> that was it. Okay. I'm so unepic. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that was really epic, and I was like, wait, we need to appreciate that. <laughs> I need to appreciate that. No, what about the la 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 la. I mean, they repeat that over and over again. Can I just have that la 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 montage as one big drink? Yes. Okay, good. Because that's all I might do it every single time they say la 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 la. I'd be like, ah! And like hammered. No, just if they start singing, that's a one. If they stop okay. and then they start again, that's another drink. Okay. Okay. I like it. All right. I like it. So you going to take a sip. Every time the kids, like, disrespect Dolores. So, like, them gluing her to her chair. Them 
Oh my god. Rita trying to be like, you know what? We don't want no new way. The old way was fine for us, right? Right. Yeah. right. right. We don't want this shit. We out. And her trying to bounce out, and everybody's like, yo, no, you know, I'm going to do it right this time. Sorry, Rita, bitch, you on your own. Any oh, of those? So so much for friendship. Yeah. Ooh, it's cold Ooh. out there on that. A little lonely out on that limb by yourself, Miss Watson? It got cold out there. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you going to so take, take a sip on those? Okay. okay. I like it. I like it. You going to take a sip. When Mr. Crisp says her name wrong. Sister Mary Christine. I uh, clipped them. Uh, sister. Sister Mary Fake. Mr. Crisp, but they call her. Remember, she calls him Crispy. crispy. And <laughs> Reverend Mother at the end's like, so long, Crispy. Crispy. <laughs> like, yeah, well, that bitch, you'd be like, Sister Mary Clark. He's like, Mary Clarence. Yeah. Like, it, it's yeah, not like you're. Res- he's so disrespectful. It's so disrespectful. To make someone feel that way. Poor Sister Mary Clarence. He's doing a wrong... She's already going by a different name anyways. She's already been burdened and not being called Dolores Van Cartier. She... <laughs> I know. That's such a fabulous name. It is such a fabulous name. And to know what it was going to be before, I'm like so happy they kept it. Oh my god, what was it? Go ahead, throw it. <gasps> fun fact! Yeah, throw a fun fact Oh my god. There. Oh shoot, we're fun facting it. This is amazing. I actually didn't realize this. That apparently... Initially, the role of Dolores mm-hmm. was supposed to be Ben Midler. Mm-hmm. I could see that, to be honest with you. Yeah, it was. She was supposed to be originally playing the role, and her name was Terry Van Cartier. I like Dolores. I love Dolores. Dolores Van Cartier is like the only word, the only name that I can even hear. She and sounds like, like she should be I a was... Golden Girl. That's what she sounds like. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I didn't know that, though, that Bette Miller was supposed to do this. And everyone swears, even Bette Miller to this day swears that it was the biggest mistake she ever made was not doing the show. Like, I don't want to be a nun. I mean, I understand because she's like, what, Jewish? (laughs) Hello. Yeah. That's a big. She's like, my audience really doesn't want to see me as a nun. But yeah, that's a little bit of a fun fact. So sorry about that. I love that. That's a good one. Sorry, Bette. I didn't know. She should have did it. That's on her. That is on her. And what's really funny is that uh, Kathy, who plays Sister Mary Patrick, was with uh, Bette Midler in Hocus Pocus after this. She was. And uh, not the second film, but the original, the first sister act. And so it's just really funny to me that those two, regardless, ended up working together. And I mean, Hocus Pocus is incredible. Go check it out. It's on our list of amazing podcasts for you to listen to. And we definitely did that movie last October. So yeah, go check that mm-hmm. one out. Go check it out. Can you believe that though? That Bette Midler passed up. That is stupid. That's like millions of dollars that she passed up. I cannot believe she passed on this. But like, she I would had not have wanted it too. any other way. I know. I know. And she would have had a sequel. But like, I would never wanted anyone. But We don't need another show. white savior. <laughs> no. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we and don't. Whoopi forever. Whoopi's the best. Right. Anyways. Okay. You want to take a sip? Give me a sip. a sip. I want a sip. You're going to take a sip when Sister Mary Clarence or Showgirls is said. I don't know how the heck Sister Mary Clarence does this performs night after night in Vegas. How does she do it? She's used to all this. We're the nervous wreck. Yeah. All these people. Yeah. Oh my God. So any of that is said, go ahead and take a sip. Take a sip. She is a showgirl. No. Headliner. Headliner, bitch. You gonna take a sip 
when somebody says or sings, if you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you better wake, wake up and up pay and attention. There's a big word out there. <laughs> I, remember what I, I love talking. it. Anyway, oh my god, I love it. They sing song it all the fucking time through that damn movie. She brings it around every time. They don't even want to. Every time. They're like, look, we don't want to. We we can't do this. That that choir is way better than us. She's like, I'm sorry to tell you this for the hundred goddamn time. If you want to go somewhere and you want to be somebody, you better wake up and pay attention. Because if every time something scary comes up, you decide to run, y'all are going to be running for the rest of your lives. If you want to be somebody, if you want to go, go somewhere, you better wake up and you pay attention, bitch. <laughs> You're like, ah, uh, fine. Fine. Okay. That is our class motto. I know. We're uh, going to put that on our senior shirts. Dude, she wouldn't show up. We're going to get a tattoo to our asses after senior year. Oh, God. Alright, so anytime those are said, you don't take a sip. <laughs> That's probably my favorite one. Uh, that's a good one. You're going to take a sip. <laughs> you're going to hate me. If sister or father is said, I thought I'd throw that oh one in God. there. Because you're not going to oh catch all of God. them. You're not going to catch all of them. You're going to get drunk halfway through and forget. And you're going to oh shit, they said father. That's going to happen. Oh my God. But if you want to be somebody and you want to go somewhere, you better. You better wake up and pay attention. Wake up and take them simps. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love it. I love it. Now that's what my t-shirt's going to say. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're going to take a simp when Frank K. Ho. And who are you? Frank K. Hey, ho, hey, ho. Hey, ho. La, 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 I know she's like. Let's do Frank K. Hey, la, 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 Hey, ho, hey, la, la, Let's do Frank K. Ho, la, 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 la. Like, she even put it in warm-ups. I love it. I'm like, she's my favorite teacher. Sister Mary Clarence was She's my favorite. Yeah, she'll go down in history as the best. As the best. I mean, out of all of the Frank teachers Yay. that we've had this month on our show, she's the best one to me. <laughs> I love her. Yeah, honestly. I mean, Jack Black really does come up. I mean, he though. did. He was and a Victoria, good teacher. Veronica Vaughn. So hot. One to touch the hand. We have a very, a wonderful smorgasbord of teachers. I think all well represented. We did go heavy on the music teachers, but that's because we love music. And yeah. I'm not going to fight on that at all. At least two of them. That's fine. 50% of our teachers. That's good. Yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> Okay, sorry. Go ahead. You going to take a sip when someone uses 90 slang. Like, yo, that's whack, yo. <gasps> Or she's like, yeah, I love Run DNA. I happen to be a big fan of Run DNA. Oh. Run DMC, my sister. Run DMC. He got it. It was a joke. Were you lighten up? Look. <laughs> so he gets it. DNA. <laughs> he did get it. It was funny. Any of he did. It was cute. 
whack 90s. That, uh, uh, funky. Funky. Fresh. Yo, you know? Fresh. Any of that shit. You go ahead and take Oh, the Yo stuff. Mama jokes. Yep. Yo Mama. Super 90s. Let's the Yo that. Mama jokes. That was so 90s. So you do them. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of good ones. Yeah. Take a I like that. I like that. Take a sip. I like it. Thank you. If you don't know what we're talking about and you're too young to remember the 90s, anything that sounds weird that comes out of their mouth, go ahead and take a sip. Just take a sip. <laughs> Just take a sip. Because <laughs> there probably is some <laughs> 90s jargon that you don't know nothing about. You're like, that's something my mom says. Oh my God. <laughs> so you're going to finish your drink when the kids meet Sister Mary Clarence. So when she comes in the classroom... And they're not wanting to do roll call. Rita's like, here, I'm going to make it easy on you. Is anybody, if we all here? Yeah. Yeah, we here. We here. Move the fuck on. Like, that old scene, go ahead and go ahead and finish your drink. Good morning. I'd like to introduce myself. Yeah, and her doing the nails on the chalkboard. That's her meeting. Damn. That was, that was cold. That was a cold greeting. I mean, they, they were respecting her, though. I know. Straight up. Done. I'll finish my drink for that. Mm-hmm. you going to finish your drink when they're doing the fundraiser. She's like, get up off of that thing. I said, get up off that thing. Get up off of that thing. She's doing like the James Brown with the fucking yes. cape. Like, ah. and then the cape. That's my favorite part. And she just keeps throwing it off. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's like, yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> Yeah, when she pulls the James Brown, that's like my fucking shit. Killed it. Oh, yeah. That was was beautiful. I'll I'll finish the drink. That's one of my favorite scenes. It does kind of give you another like, hey, which they kind of do for the first. They do that in the first one, too, when they were trying to fundraise as well. Who doesn't want to see a black showgirl nun? (laughs) I do. I do. I'm down. I'm really down. I'll I'll do it. I feel like I feel like more nuns should they get should into get it. Get up off of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> so any of those, you gonna finish your drink when they win the singing competition. The grand prize winner, Saint Francis High School. Oh yeah, Saint Francis. They are the national they took off their robes. They did modern dance. Yeah. Put God into the songs, kind of like what they did in the first one. Oh yeah, really, truly, I felt the power. I felt the, I felt the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost in that auditorium in when Hollywood they performed. That day. I mean, Lauren Hill can bring me to tears. Let's just be real about that. I'm going to be very upfront about this. Lauren Hill could bring you. me to tears. Be upfront. Thank you. Do you have any be honest. anything to add into the fucking drinking game? I always really like. I had a. I had a thought. I like ones that are really interactive and like everyone has to participate. Okay. Uh, so whenever a nun does the sign of the cross, everyone has to like do a race to to do the sign of the cross too, and the last person to do it has to take Is a drink. Up, down, side to side. Yeah, up, down, cross over, and then come to your side. That's the Catholic way to do it. Spectacles, testicles, wallets, and watch. <laughs> okay, so we're adding <laughs> like the crossing. Every time they cross in. Yeah. If you cross if it down, anytime you, you see know, it, you do your cross. And then as soon as you're done, you take a seat. Well, no, the last person in the room to cross. 
I think that everybody should. They should cross. Everyone should drink. (laughs) I like that. There's a there's a spill factor splash zone involved. Then you got to drink. I dig it. You just drink it either way. But I do like whoever takes the whoever doesn't do it the quickest has to drink it. That's a good one. Anything else? Perfect. No, that's a that was my. uh, All right. That was my big one. The motherfucking drinking game. My yes, uh. Ow. Oh, are we stats? Wanna give me those for... stats? Ooh, give me those stats. Ooh, ooh, I wanna get. You I, want wanna, to... I wanna get those stats. They're on fire. I'm aren't about they? to put these stats in your face. I hope you're ready for them. So, <laughs> slap me Sister around. Act Two: Back in the Habit dropped December tenth, nineteen ninety three, baby. So it's been um, out for a minute, and I'm pretty sure I went to the movies to go see this because I absolutely love the fucking first one. So Fuck yeah. the budget for this movie is 38 million and translated into 2020 money. That'd be 68 million. And that doesn't seem like a lot for a Disney movie, but I know I'm kind of surprised a little bit on that. So this movie made $57 million, which is, translated into 2020 money is like 103 million dollars so it made money it made sense girl yeah i think that's pretty cool i feel sweet like i'd seen it in theaters and it was packed everyone was going to fucking didn't want to see whoopi that was her like time i know she was hitting it i mean not like she don't Mm -hmm. still have a time because she's fucking on the view every goddamn day doing her shit but she yeah this was around the time the late 80s to like the mid 90s she was fucking killing it yeah so rotten tomatoes critics 17 yeah. <laughs> percent whoa no one seven percent no fucking way no fucking way wow tell me tell me what what was the, what was the reaction why I, i'm kind of interested oh in seeing what part one what they rated that one that would be interesting to find out we'll have to talk about that when we watch we're gonna have to watch part one now after yeah. we've done part two well maybe they didn't like it being like it's another like a, a sequel maybe sequels do get a bad rap maybe i will they didn't, say they that weren't about the you know inner city kids of different races being i don't know it is disney well, so they is... probably don't really give a well, shit i don't know it's true i don't know I did, I, I mean, a little side note. I mean, Whoopi Goldberg did not have a very good oh, relationship we'll with that. Disney. So there was a lot of contention around that shit. Do you know why? I mean, I can't wait. You have to Oh, I don't. Me. I bet you have. I figure like, okay, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. So no, there you are. That was the critics. They said 17%. But the audience, they said 61%, which I still feel is kind of low for this brilliant fucking movie. I know, I'm surprised. I'm, like, really surprised. It's a great movie. It's a good movie. And the ZZ Fresh is 98, girl. I think this movie is perf. I love the talent that they brought together. They have so many great singers. Yeah. And a variety of kids that you can relate to in some way. Whoopi Gober is Whoopi, and who doesn't want fucking Whoopi? Absolutely. You still get all the old same bitches that were in the first one if you love them. They still in here, too. So, which I do. 
That's what I'm saying. I don't know. To me, this one is my favorite one out of the two movies because I get Lauren Hill and I get the young kids singing and dancing. And it's more of a modern spin on the songs, or at least for 90s modern. But the first Mm -hmm. one is more, they use, you know, older contemporary songs like, you know, My Guy and stuff like that to change into (laughs) being into the secular world. It, it is more adult themed, I think, for, from Sister Act, the first one is, I think it's way more mature. Where I mean, there's like murder in the That's first true. Sister Act, and there's nothing like that. It's it's a lot soft, not softer, more sensitive, more like teenage understanding. The nuns have yeah. a new mission. A it's nun's really job sweet. is never done. Like, they ready to go. It's never done. I do say that I, re- I mean, I, I love the thrill of the first one and the yeah. music is fantastic too. But that's what I love about the second one though, is that the music is so wonderful yeah. and beautiful. I mean, and there's kind of, there's a whole nother different type of emotion that comes with watching the second film as opposed to the first one. So my. Lenny Zest? What's your Lenny Zest? I'm going to have to say like 95. I'm going to give it 95%. I love this movie. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes got it wrong. I love this movie. But yeah, no, I think it it's great. It's true. And I think that our numbers reflect the true meaning and spirit of this movie. Screw you critics mm-hmm. and Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Don't trust the critics ever, yeah. anybody. So like, let's get it cracking, well, girl. A little bit of extra stats if you want to hear it, it though, for sure. The soundtrack, we didn't even talk about how the soundtrack uh, was at number 74 on the Billboard Records oh, Top shit. 200 okay. Album Charts. Yeah. It came in number 40 on the top of the R&B and hip-hop albums, and it went gold in 1996, three years Ooh, after the movie was released. Still making them mad. Yeah. So it is like it, it is always going to be recognized, topped. I mean, it was beautiful. It was beautifully written. And what's crazy is that, that one of the actors himself is one of the writers – in the film, and he's like a world-renowned producer and writer of music. Who is I this? Mean, this is fucking crazy, dude. I, this is like one of my favorite finds about this whole is Ryan Toby. But today, in honor of all my brothers and sisters who died in the struggle, <laughs> I wish to be called by my true name. Amal Njomo Jamea, which means he who is spirited. He's Amal, that sweet, beautiful... Uh, he always has something, he always has to make his stance and make his point, and I fucking love him for it, and he's never untrue to himself. And I love him so much. This is one of his only ever Wait, acting so gigs. What did he, what is he, he on the soundtrack for writing? Joyful, Joyful. That, 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 their last song, he wrote, oh, he put, I was it. like, well, I mean, Joyful, Joyful is an old-ass motherfucking song. <laughs> is an old-ass song. Yes, 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 for sure. But he composed oh, it. He was super young, too. He was like 17, 18, wasn't he? Yeah. Wow. Super young. But, dude, he's like, he's dipped in everything, though. Like, he's he's written songs on the Big <gasps> Willie style album. What songs does it say? I was fucking. Oh, my God. You found me a cool fun fact. Thank you, girl. Girl. <laughs> no, of course. Are you, are you kidding me? This is fucking crazy. Candy. Oh. Don't say nothing. Miami. Okay. And I love you. Okay. All right. That's what's up. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yep. He is a songwriter on all those albums. Dude, he's hit like some. So he's like, he was in City High. 
Yeah. What would you do I if it's I completely didn't realize home, that was him. Crying all alone on the bedroom floor because he's hungry. Yeah, <laughs> no, as soon as I saw that video, I, I was like, oh no. shit, that's the fucking Ahmad or whatever his name is from Sister Act. I knew exactly who he was as soon as I saw him. I, I didn't realize it. I never made the connection. I'm so mad yeah. at myself for not realizing that was the same. Dude, he's amazing. He's done shit for Usher, Mary J. Blige. I was like, are you fucking GLL Cool J? Justin oh, Bieber? Shit. So he's this still kid, out there he's making a, money. He's, a, he's still out there making music. And like, kudos to him. He's incredible. Kudos to you, my brother. And one of my favorite podcasts, The Read has it as their theme song oh happy day with him kind of but it's like a remixed version of it so every week when i listen to him i'm always like uh, oh, i need to watch six track too and this is the week that i had to do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's he's he was my favorite find in this film that's, this week for one. sure yeah i really really enjoyed it there was a lot of look there's all the students in this film uh they are all recognizable. Like I've seen some of them have been on Broadway. There's some that I never saw again. Like what's his name? Uh, Ron Johnson sketch. I never really saw him again either. Or like the nerdy white kid. Neither I never I. saw him again. Yeah. I never saw him again. Jennifer Love Hewitt. This was her first film, which I didn't realize at first that this was her first film. I mean, it I figures mean, she doesn't though, even have she a name. So She's like classroom kid or something like that. Mm hmm. And is she, uh, side note, is she with Frank Gay? I mean, he puts his arm around her on the bus, but like, I thought I about that too. It's not a big deal. But I was like, it's high school. You never know. They could, that could mean that they're going together, or it could just mean that, she, that they're friends. They're friends. That could be it his could little be that sister's too. friend. Wait, so that was I don't just know. Like, it could be anything. It could be anything. But I also, but then also <laughs> my favorite is when Whoopi drops that line, you want to beat your mug. You want to beat that mug of yours? You do it at home before you come to my class. You understand me? Put it away. Not in this class. And I was like, oh, shit. They just dropped yep. that reference. And no, but like only cool people yep. could have caught that. That face, bitch. <laughs> Can we talk about the man who brought all this together? The director? Oh, absolutely. Yes, because please. Absolutely. I was pleasantly surprised to see who directed one of my favorite childhood movies, Bill Duke, which I have never really, I guess I've never knew his name. But I know he's like, you know, knock mm -hmm. and the predator and he showed up in some X-Men shows and he's in, mm -hmm. in command. Like he's just in so many things over time that I didn't realize that he was a director and that he directed this movie. And not only that, but he does one of my favorite things. He made a cameo. Did you see him? No, I didn't see him. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Yes, I did. What's that okay, part? So his cameo is small. And when I watched it the first time this week, I was like, dang, they got him to do a very small part that like you barely see his face. But it's when Sketch is outside mm -hmm. and he's spray painting on the side of the store. And the storekeeper comes out and he's like, hey. Young man. Tasso. Get this job. Get your butt back in here, boy. If you won't keep your job, you better get back to work. And that yep. is Bill Dukes. Like, he fucking oh my God. made a cameo. And it stuck out to me this oh, time watching so it. Like, why would he Why would he have such a small part in the movie? He's like a big actor. Like, you know? Uh, That's why. 
whenever you slip me the cameos, you always catch them more often than I do. And now I have to go back and watch it for sure. And I'm not going to do it on the podcast because we're, you know, but I really want to. I, I love, love you. See, okay. And I remembered it though. I remembered when I'm seeing his face now, looking at him, I totally remember it when he's sleeping and he's got the, the striped yep. shirt. One of, I'm telling you, so my good. one of my favorite things about this show is the director cameos, the Alfred Hitchcock cameos. I yeah. love it. When I can always, find them, I'm like, oh, always with them. Oh my God. And they're always fun. So <laughs> that's one. But Bill Dix is mm-hmm. known for that, but he's also known for being an actor, a director, a producer, a writer, and a humanitarian. Like this man does it all. And he's just great. And he's known for mentoring mm-hmm. black people who want to be directors, writers, or actors. Which I think it's great. I could use a mentor to help a sister out. And he seems like a perfect one because he's kind of living my dream where you can act, direct, and write your own fucking shit. This is mm-hmm. brilliant. This is awesome. And Absolutely. he's still yeah. out there making things today. I love that. Fuck yeah, he is. Fuck yeah, he is, yeah. dude. And this is his. This is his film too. Yeah, I didn't know this was his his film, but you know he. I didn't either. I did not either. There was a. It was a cool discovery too. He does a good job, and I feel. I feel mm-hmm. this movie. The thing about this movie that I think it's lacking, which doesn't mean that they need to add it or not, but just for me and probably someone like you who is from that beautiful city. I didn't see San Francisco was not a featured member of this movie, even though they were in San Francisco. Yes. And there was one moment. Actually, it's my favorite scene. uh, One of my favorite scenes. I can't say it's my favorite favorite. Maybe it probably would be my favorite, though. But it's when they're on the street and it's right after uh, they sing I the Sparrow. Mm -hmm. And Dolores chases after. I was trying to figure out where she was because you actually could see the city. Jones. She's on Jones Street. I feel it was over there. Because I was looking. Plus, when they go on the roof to their basketball court, they're like kind of facing downtown. Like, so I was trying to figure out, like, where the fuck is the school at? And for someone. I know. I think it's Knob Hill. It probably is, which it makes no sense because that is not a ghetto part of the damn city. That is the most poshest part of the city. But I definitely, as a person who's lived in the city for many years, I appreciate when I can look at it and be like, oh, I know where you are. Oh, I know where you are. And this was a movie that didn't give me that much opportunity for it. So. Mm -hmm. Because that's one of my favorite parts is about in San Francisco is that it's so iconic. And when Whenever you're fine, I love. I mean, I go to any city. I there's any really cool, neat scenes. Yeah, I mean, that's just the only thing that I had a problem with because I was like, I didn't even get to see where your school is, and I also feel like that is kind of how the first one is too. Because you remember she walks across the street to the bar. I'm like, where are you? Where are you? (laughs) I like love. Have I been to that bar? Where are you? So that's just me. As a person who's from a city, I also feel like that sometimes in L.A. too, because I'm like, oh, I know where you are. You know, cities that I've lived in or spent a bunch of time in is when Mm -hmm. I want to do something like that. And San Francisco being my lovely city by the bay. Mm -mm. There was no justice. Yeah, you're right. I agree. A little fun fact about a cast member. Oh, my God. Give it to me. Okay. Father Wolfgang. Puck? Which one is Wolfgang? (laughs) 
He's the chef. He's the German chef. He's like, oh no, that's for dessert. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to lock him in. Dude, (laughs) yeah. And then they shove the baguette into the door to keep it from opening. Yep. Which, like, that's not going to (laughs) work. You don't know. No. I guess not. There's a bratwurst in there, I guess. That's the only thing he knows how to cook, right? (laughs) It's like sausage. So, did did you read how he got this part? Uh, no. This is super silly. So, he is a German radio and television host. And Whoopi Goldberg was a guest on his show. Uh, it's a entertainment. It's called What's in Das? <laughs> okay. Wait, where is this show? Trent, in Germany? In Germany. Okay. So, she was doing a promotional, and she was on his show. And when she appeared on the show, so that translates to You Want to Bet? So I guess it's a betting show. I have never seen it. And I was trying to find it online. But when Whoopi appeared on the show, I guess they made a bet towards each other and she lost. So it required that he have the role that he was in in the show. (laughs) Wait, what was the bet? I don't know. I tried so hard to find oh, it. Wow. And a listener, if you are listening and you can access these videos, I mean, this was back in like 1990, in the 90s, 92. Yeah. Before this movie, so, yeah. Before this movie came out. So if anyone has the clip, knows where I can find the clip, oh I God, am please. dying to know. I know. Or Send at least just, just tell me what the bet was. Whoopi, I'm just praying I that know. you will find this one day and see that we did you justice on two of your movies that we love so much. <laughs> Sister Act 2 and Color Purple. Like, literally, I was watching this on, like, my external drive and I had it hooked to my TV and I'm watching it and it went from this movie to the Color Purple. And I was like, oh. You just know that I want to watch Whoopi today. Like, you just know. amazing. Oh, my God. That's amazing. So, yes, please, girl. Fuck, yeah. Yes. So, please, Whoopi, will you just tell us what it was about? Or if someone could send me the video, that'd be great, too. But Whoopi, definitely call us. Thomas, if you're out there, I don't know what you're doing. Oh, yeah. I kind of want to. Got shock. Could you listen to Did you find any of his episodes? Because I want to see what some of these bets are. That's a brilliant yeah, no, you show. Should, yeah, it does sound like a really brilliant show, it right? Does. I found a couple that were really, really good. I highly suggest checking it out. He's so funny. He's actually really funny. It was pretty enjoyable to see him outside of that character and actually see what he did in real life. Okay. And uh, I mean, even though there was a lot of like interesting, weird vibes that surrounded this show, it seems like they had a really good cast and they had a really good time. There was only like a couple of times when I heard that filming wasn't so great. And apparently this would, I mean, as time has shown, this is the last Sister Act film that they did. And you can't have Sister Act without Whoopi. So if Whoopi's not doing it, it's not happening. I don't know. Plus, we're in the reboot Dame era. Maggie Smith. Well, Dame Maggie Smith, though, is so like iconic, too. It's like the two of them. That's what I really did miss a lot in the second, because Sister Mary Clarence was building the relationship so strong with the kids that we didn't have the really fun duo of like Reverend Mother and Sister Mary Clarence because their little quid pro quo was just so fun. That's true. I mean, because you know, Mother Superior is like so uptight, and I know. know. And but she realizes that sometimes you need to do unconventional things to get Mm -hmm. you know the results that you're looking for. And once she saw yeah. Sister Mary Clarence do that in the first one by turning their choir into like a phenomenal choir and bringing the exactly. community into the church, 
that, you know, she's like, well, maybe I don't have to be so sound of music about it. She defends, well, and then she also defends her in this film to Father Thomas, uh, played by Brad Sullivan. Uh, remember, he says, how do I, how do I solve a problem like Maria? <laughs> he, he basically comes at her with that problem. He's like, how do I help Sister Mary Clarence understand the importance, importance of education in the school? And she's like, oh, well, I just think that you should just mention two different things. And she, like, defends her, and like, it's really cool. Everybody. I do love him because he's like, As a matter of fact, you're free to fool me anytime you want. Uh, you can fool me anytime. Like, he's just the cutest. I'd be like, oh. I know. He realizes know. that I'm only doing this for good and that it's just easier to go around than to go through him. So, yeah. It's all in, the, it's all in good faith. Yeah. Um, wah, wah, wah. That's crazy. <laughs> um, I like that fun fact, though. Thank you. Who knew? Who knew? Who who freaking knew? All right, so who's next? So, fucking Whoopi Goldberg. Let's just do our Dolores Van Cartier. Let's talk about our great leading actress. Our leading lady. Our leading lady. We have already previously talked about her, like I said, in The Color Purple. So if you mm-hmm. want to know more facts about her, which you should because she's kind of fucking amazing. Then go ahead and go ahead and listen to those episodes. But Whoopi, mm-hmm. like you stated in parts of this episode already, she does not have a loving relationship with the House of Mouse. Do you know why? Um, I believe money was involved. If it gets deeper than that, then no, I don't know anything deeper than just like financial aspects and just not being respected by Disney in that, that way. I get that. But that's I feel like they lowballed her being an academy award winner by this time and absolutely she most likely got less money than bet miller was getting offered and it's she is the movie i'm just saying i'm I'm just wondering you know about what i mean i don't know we do you're right we do need to do sister act one because we probably would find out more about that craziness but I have heard that working yeah. for Disney is not the easiest or best decision. I mean, it is in the long run, as in you will always be relevant because Disney movies will always be relevant. But this is true. You're signing on as the legacy. Like, basically, if you do anything with Disney, you're a legacy. Yeah. And I get that. Uh, anything that I looked into, I don't know if this was pertaining to anything that happened in the first film. Because, again, as, yeah, if we, if we do Sister Act 1, I think we could really dive into what really happened here but uh when i was reading an article uh in the new york daily news they were saying uh one of her co-stars had mentioned that there was just like a lot of tenseness always between any of the producers and Whoopi. and you could tell that she was she was quoted you could tell she was not the most happy she was she had as ever been in her life there was no tenseness in front of us that was just between her and disney like I said, I have heard stories that people working for Disney are a lot of times unhappy with working for Disney. I don't know because I've never worked for them. I'd like to know personally because I'd like to work for them and be unhappy if that's a thing. <laughs> but yeah. still be part of that legacy. <laughs> so I don't know. But yeah. I can understand that. Uh, it just kind of shows to me what I gather from what you said is that people like Monique are right about how they treat their black female actors yeah 
that's just kind of where I would take it. Whoopi, you're like I said, Whoopi is this movie. There is no sister act without her. I mean, exactly. Even Maggie Smith can't even save this fucking movie. You know, like it, this no. is Whoopi, and so yeah, she she's the selling point of it. And if you're not going to get what you're worth, why continue doing it? Which is why I found out why she would even do a part two if she didn't have it fun doing the part one. And Mm -hmm. the reason why is I think that this bitch is smart as hell. She told them that she would never do another one unless they financed, unless Disney themselves financed her movie, which is Sarah Fina. Uh, which mm-hmm. is a good movie. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah. Where I have. she's an African teacher and she teaches these group of kids how to like dance and like sing and stuff. And they open up to her. She opens up to them and it starts like a revolution during the war times in, in Africa. It is just really good. And I appreciate that she fought so that a black African American child like myself could watch it. We have it on DVD mm-hmm. downstairs. Like, <laughs> like legit. so like yeah you know for her to be able to fight for this disney movie just so mm-hmm. that you know i bet they spent no money on that movie as is but they knew that they were going to make bank off of this part two off of me and you yeah. going to the movie theaters to go see it buying it on yeah, vhs absolutely. and then buying it on dvd and then buying mm-hmm. it this week for youtube like you got a lot of money from me fucking sister act the rights yeah <laughs> damn y'all sister act you've got me mm-hmm. it's got me no and that just like proves how great whoopi is is that made the best of a situation and came out came out on top came out str- yeah came out strong and on top because- which is really fucking great we didn't know that she we, she didn't like doing this movie until now. Like, until we yeah. started digging into this, we didn't really... I mean, I'm sure people out there knew. But me, myself, yeah. I didn't know that until now. And I'm like, dang, I watched these movies my whole life not knowing that she fucking hated it. <laughs> exactly. And she's just like another warrior fighting. Just fighting. Because there must have been something. Because it's Whoopi. She's fucking great. Yeah. She deserves her props and quit fucking with her and pay her. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Get over it. So Get you, over it. Do you want another fun fact about Whoopi? Give me it. All right, fun fact. Whoopi's daughter makes a cameo in this movie. Really? Mm-hmm. So Whoopi's daughter, Alex Martin, she is mm-hmm. the kid in the classroom who says, like, Your mama is so fat, she sat on a rainbow and Skittles popped out. Get out of here. That's her. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, my God. That's really fucking cool. Yeah, so she got to work with her mom on one of our favorite movies of her mom. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> she got to hang out with, like, is- Lauren Hill and uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Like, that's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's really being cool. Just, yeah. like, Lauren Hill in the room. I'm like, cool. Oh, my God. Yeah. So- oh, shit. Do you have any whoopee fun facts? Uh, whoopee fun facts? No, that's ju- that would do it for me. Yeah. You guys, this is not by far the last movie that we will do with her. Like I said, we will definitely do Sister Act 1. We're definitely doing Cinderella. I mean, there's just so many ghosts. Oh, my God. I can't wait for ghosts. Ghost. I can't even talk about ghosts. I know. Because I, what ghost is one of my faves. We should have a Patrick Swayze month. I'm just saying. 
We already did Dirty Dancing, but that's only one of his that we've done. Dude, Roadhouse is my shit. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Uh, fucked up and really scary. Bitch. I love it. And Ghost. And Ghost. And Point Break. Yeah. Oh, wait, but we're going to do that one for Keanu Reeves. Anyways. So, yeah. Yeah. And we have a lot to talk about with Whoopi Goldberg. Like, this is not the last of it. Dude, she was on Star Trek. Like, <laughs> the next generation. Can I ask this you a question everything about her? How do you yeah. feel about her no-ass eyebrows? I, I noticed that, like, years ago, honestly, but it just doesn't really affect me. I mean, she's been I like can, that for a very long time. For a very long time. No, It's not like, it's not a choice. It's not like, oh, my eyebrows just don't go. She chooses to be eyebrowless, which sometimes trips me out because it sometimes it takes me and my brain fills in where the eyebrows should be. Until I really focus on her face and I'm like, that bitch ain't got no eyebrows. Like every time, every time, today, today, my mom was watching mm-hmm. The View. I walked in there and I was like, that bitch ain't got no eyebrows. Like, but it takes a minute because at first it's not something you like. I don't know. Maybe it's because I looked at her eyebrowless face for so long. No, I, I noticed it. I just, it, I actually have noticed, I mean, just seeing it, it just doesn't bother me i don't know why it just looks kind of natural it's whoopee she's an alien she's got no eyebrows she's fucking well she is a tr- she is a celestial being like that is definitely true i'm not even going to please she is she right. totally is well she's amazing we'll hold off on more fun facts on that bitch because we will definitely do no, so many more of her movies i love her so many more films she's there's too many but i got my there's first two my favorite two out of the way so that's good yeah. You know what? I'm super obsessed with in this film, and it's, it's the tiniest little cameo part. Uh, Jennifer Lewis, she comes back. Oh, she's as a part of her backup singer. singer. In Vegas. Yes. And I noticed that, and I was like, oh my God, she's, she still kept her. But the other chick is not there. She's not one of the no. other two. But yeah. It's yours now. You deserve it. Like, get that mink out of here, please. I love Sorry, that right. was the first one reference right there. But seeing Jennifer Lewis in that backup group, I'm like, of course she stood by her side. Of course she brought her along. They are like, your death is my death. Seriously. I love her. I feel like we don't do enough movies with her. Maybe we should do... Oh, Christmas. Preacher's Wife. Yes. Oh my God, we have to do what you do. She well, yeah, but that's her mom. Her, she plays the mom in that one. So yeah, we should definitely do it. So we could talk about her because I don't feel like we talked about her at all. Like we reference her, but I don't think we had a movie of her. Um, Let's do it. I'm so, down. She's awesome. Yeah. She's fucking amazing. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. I love her. I like love her. Also, super not realizing. Wait. I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> this drink's working. Back in the back. <laughs> Back in the habit is getting to me, and I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> I did. I just like. I just lost my train of thought. She is not but in Jennifer, the habit. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> but Jennifer Lewis, you are amazing. I love you so much. Thank you for. I love you. I that love little you. cameo just you. made my day. And where he goes, I follow, I follow. I follow. I follow. Yeah, she's follow. all there getting it. Oh yeah. Okay, so let's talk about. Miss Hill. Let's do it. How do you feel about that? Okay. So Dude, 
if you don't know who Miss Hill is, you better ask somebody because you are miseducated yeah. about Lauren Hill, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Get your life together if you don't know who Lauren Hill is because that's just insane. I'm sure that this was a lot of people's first experience with Lauren Hill. And I was not. I have older, older brothers. So the Fugees were played in her house. So I knew who yep. she was by the time this came out. They weren't huge mainstream by that time, but they still had enough rumble that people knew who they were. And they were probably mm-hmm. getting paid on MTV a little bit. So Absolutely. I was just excited to see her on there and hear her, even though she was just like a little snooty brat the whole time. She's like, nah, I don't want to do that. No. <laughs> this is a bird class. And you're like, bitch, either way, you gotta, like, attend and, like, try. Uh-huh. So, Lauren Hill has been performing for a long time. A very long time. She started like, back when she was 13, and mm-hmm. she even got booed at the Apollo Theater. Yeah. Who the fuck would do that to her? Who would do that to her? I think that Just- is pretty fucked up to boo kids. <laughs> That's pretty, but the Apollo don't give a shit. I don't know if you ever no. saw uh, Showtime at the Apollo when it would come on late at night on TV, but they don't give two shits. They will boo you until the Sandman comes and yanks you off the stage with the hook. Like, they don't give two shit. What's up, baby? So I don't know if they yep. used the hook on her, but they at least booed her. But that did not deter her from continuing to showcase her voice. And she met up with members of the Fugees and, you know, they ended mm-hmm. up like White Clef John and they ended up becoming a threesome group of rapping, singing with some reggae neo soul mixed together, which is amazing. And that's what the Fugees was. They were great. And mm-hmm. she did that for a while. I did a lot of, I got in a deep dive on her too. This was a hard movie. I fell in some holes in this movie and did some diving because like. Oh, me too, babe. Cause I know. No, like, me fucking too. I know that her and Wyclef John dated for a long time. And mm-hmm. he, even when he was married, they were together and they were, you know, she was his muse until she, yeah. you know, found love somewhere else. And I know. She found love oh, with sh- Rohan Marley, who she has, I believe, five kids from. She has a mm-hmm. total of six kids, but her first five are from him, who you might notice that last name is Marley because it is an offspring of the great, the late Bob Marley. Uh-huh. So she has some Marley uh, kids roaming around here, and a lot of them are older, like Zion, who is named after... The beautiful song, or the song is named after him, that was mm-hmm. on Miseducation of Lauren Hill about Zion. She's talking about her son, who is yeah. now uh, in his 20s and has a kid of his own, Jeez. which makes oh her a grandmother. Miss Hill is That's a grandmother. Wild. I know. I told you I fell into a big hole because, you guys, coronavirus not only fucked up everybody's lives because people are dying and losing jobs and Stuff's closing. But the real tragedy, I bought tickets for May for Lovers and Friends tour, which she was Stop going it. to be fucking headlining, and it got canceled. <gasps> so it 
took her off a bucket list that I've had my whole life to come see this wonderful woman. So I'm a little upset about that. I'm among Sylvia. other things. Corona's fucked up. I know. I oh, I'm know. so sorry. Oh my god. Yeah. Fuck coronavirus. Fuck you, coronavirus. How dare you take people's lives and their concert tickets? These things matter. Sucks. So hopefully when the world goes back to normal, I'll be able to see her. I have heard many weird things about her performances, so I didn't know what to think. I didn't even know if Uh I was going to end up seeing her because she was the headliner, so she was the last one in a list Mm -hmm. of long performances. Yeah. But she's known for chronically being like an hour late to her performances. So I don't even know if I would have ever ended up seeing her. Yeah, it's true. But she would have shown up. I hope. I feel like by that time, I would have been broke and already too drunk to buy any more drinks. I'd be like, God, fuck that. I'm getting it over. (laughs) Um, My favorite thing, though, is that like uh, a little fun fun fact. Um, Lauren Hill completely freestyled. That part of who got the flow. Did you know who else did? Whoopi. That her little Whoopi. rap uh, back to them is also improv. I got the flow. Y'all gotta go. So go get your bags so we can go. Ho ho. She's just trying to get your asses back into class, like to joke exactly. with you. It sounds like something that yeah. I literally would rap to my nieces to get their asses back and like go, go downstairs. <laughs> ha ha ha! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, she's so cute. It's my favorite. Those two combo, it's the scene between Lauren Hill and Whoopi Goldberg. And she's just like, listen, I get you. Like, I understand you. And this is when Whoopi can't tell Lauren Hill that she's Dolores and that she is a a talented singer. She has her own show in Vegas. And this young woman wants nothing more than to be a singer, which is such, it's so beautiful. The nun chases after her and they have this like report. It's like, my mother gave me this book of letters to the young poet Rainer Marie Rilke. And someone kept on asking him, I want to be a writer. Please read my stuff. And he responds, don't ask me about being a writer. If when you wake up in the morning, you can think of nothing but writing, then you're a writer. Then you're a writer. And I love this scene. And the, it's so powerful between Whoopi and Lauren during, during that moment. And you can see it. It's just really beautiful. I thought they really captured it. And it's, in, it's one of the most recognizable San Francisco scenes. It is on the the street and it makes it feel so real like that's why it's so important it just made the moment feel so real to me for sure i also agree with you that that's a very big scene because that itself has always stuck with me um from being a child to now that like that means that you love something. If I wake up and I think about being a filmmaker, then I'm meant to be a filmmaker. If you wake exactly. up every day and you think about your true love, your husband, your boyfriend all the time, that's how you think and you go to bed thinking about it, then yeah, you are meant to be with that person because you're constantly like, it's one of those to me. Exactly. It really resonates. It's like such a, it's such a beautiful part. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Oh, I love you. You're so beautiful. Shut up. I love you. I also love the scene where it's her and her friend in the church 
and they're singing Eyes oh, on I the know. Sparrow and she stops and she's like, what's wrong? And she's like, you just have a gorgeous voice. And to hear like yeah. Lauren Hill feel like someone else can sing better than her, like, oh my God, no, That's bitch, you're amazing. Lauren Hill, you're Miss Hill. Exactly. It's, but that the the woman who's singing with her though is actually a really it's a, she's a well known R and B singer. Yes, Tanya Blunt. And her name Blunt. was Tanya in the movie. Wow, they just and yeah, it was Tanya in the movie as well. It was both. I, I thought it was pretty cute. But uh, yeah, she's 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 heavily involved. Uh, she, I was actually listening to her solo album earlier on Spotify. When I was uh, getting dinner ready, I was just like, oh, shit. she's actually got a really good, she's got a really good album. Ooh, uh, she's saying for Stevie Wonder. Yeah, you do, girl. Yeah. She's very, very impressive. But yeah, I love that scene where they're in the church. It's just very good. Mm-hmm. Warm scene where you're just like, wow, you are insecure, even though you are amazing. Right. And then who is the actress that plays the mother? Cheryl Ralph. You talking about D? <laughs> I'm talking about D, baby. OG, dream girl of my heart. Well, yes. I love her. We have briefly talked about her in the dream girl episode because she is the yes, original you- Beyonce in dream girls. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yep. I know Deanna her Jones. as D from Moesha. She plays Moesha's oh, yeah. stepmom. Through the whole series, all six seasons. And so that's what I, as a child, constantly remember her as. I think that she was wasted because we never got to hear her sing. I know. It's true. And could that have been a side story of like, she wanted to be a singer her whole life too, but she got pregnant and had to bear responsibility. And now her daughter has the beautiful gift of song as well. And then we get like a mother and daughter duet. Oh, it I just want this turn into a musical. Well, she does <laughs> talk about how Rita's dad wanted to be a singer. Mommy, did you know I can sing? So could your daddy and he died still trying to make it. But what does that have to do with me? Which reminds me a lot of Coco which a person from Coco is in this movie. So I thought that was pretty funny, but she doesn't want to have them do the singing because the dad did singing and he wasted mm-hmm. his time doing it. And she don't, I'm sitting here doing hair so we can stay in this shitty apartment. So you can go to this Catholic school and not for you to be singing, which makes no sense because this is a class. It's not like she joined yeah. an extracurricular chorus. It's exactly. like, it's required. Yeah. That's all I would have said. Like mom, you want me to pass? You're you want me to graduate? Me to, yeah. Because <laughs> I got to pass this class. But you you kind of just blew my right right now that I did not see the, the parallels of Coco's storyline with their little mini storyline right there. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean. Disney. I see you, Disney. I see you, Disney, because we wow. have, uh, what's her name? Alana Ubach. Ubach. Mm-hmm. She's, she's Mary. Because Mary, Mary may not have had a little dog. She might have had a. <laughs> And I say this to you, it is not Maria's fault. Because maybe, maybe where Maria came from, Mary had a dog. Yes. Or a little kitty cat. Or a little bald-headed brother named Bob. But we ain't gonna judge her for not knowing, are we? No. So go ahead and sing something. She sings, The Love Bone. 
<laughs> I know this is too. Lawrence is like, do you know the theme to Gilligan's Island? I love that. Goes, oh, I love that one. I love that one. Alana plays the mama. What's her face in Coco? She plays the one that when she, he goes back into the land of the dead, she's the one. She's like, I will only send you back if you promise to never do music. And then he's like, okay. And then as soon as he does, he comes right back because he's going to do music. That's her. So Stop it. it is a nice no. Yeah. Stop it. No way. Mama Imelda. Oh, my God. She's Mama Mel- <gasps> That's her. Oh. Yeah. Get out of here. I watched uh, Coco live at the Hollywood Bowl. I actually got to see it on Disney+. Plus, and she is there and she sings and she, you know, she talks about her Diaz and and all her grandparents that like you know she kind of based her character off of and and i was like oh shit that's the bitch from waiting (laughs) that's what i thought of you know she's from yeah she's she's from from waiting that's what i always thought about her i didn't realize that she was mama melba yeah yeah and she's in legally blonde wait i'm trying to discover though is she also singing that film as well she sure does that's what i'm saying you need to watch the uh the hollywood bowl yeah she's got a good voice (sighs) She's got a wonderful voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, here she is showcasing her skills at such a young age. At such a young age. fucking sister act. Oh, my God. I'm this glad, that I, I'm glad that I brought that to your attention, bitch. You just blew my mind. Fun fact. I loved it. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, straight up Coco. No, all I had when I was, I was just like, oh, my God, she's in waiting. I fucking love her in that movie. <laughs> Yeah, I like where she shows up, Butch. Yeah, she's like, and they're like, oh no. Where? They're like, how's your day going? She's like, this is a fucking mess. This is a, I hate this fucking day. Like, she's one of my favorites. She's just a hot ass mess. She's always like, you know, like angry, chain smoky. Like, she's a yeah. hot fucking mess, but I love her. And I yeah. love her so much. Yeah. You are amazing. I love this. I can think of nothing else in this film now. And now I have to research the crap out of that part. <laughs> I. I see you, Disney. I see you, Disney, <laughs> recycling your shit. I, I just watched a whole video on you guys recycling a bunch of stuff for other stuff all the time. Mm-mm. You ain't Uh-oh. slick. So, do you want a fun fact? Fun fact. So, when they go to the choir competition, the Chapman High School Choir. The Chapman Choir from Orange County's Grand High School. Is there they're the creepy ones that like all move together like they look at them they're like oh shit they serious they are not chapel high school but chapel university which i've spent many of drunken nights partying at out here in orange county and that is the the uh school that also sings joyful joyful and it's their instructor and, you know, some of their choir. So if you are alumni of Chapman, which I'm jealous, it's a beautiful school. And I've heard great things about it. And I've partied in drunkenness with many of you. That, you know, yeah, <laughs> your choir is also a runner up against Sister Act. <laughs> that is so cool. That is really cool. And yeah. so they had just the school's choir basically come and do the scene. Yeah. Have you ever been to a choir competition? Um, no. Not that's no. I have to say not. Not that's nothing that's not based in like drama musical theater. My church oh. back in the day entered into the 
McDonald Gospel Fest and gospel groups from all over would come and compete. And one year we got second place and the year after that we got first place. Yeah. So I've been to quite a few of these competitions in my life. Wow, uh, cool. Even up to when we lived in San Francisco, our old roommate Emily got tickets from her sister-in-law and we, she's like, you want to go to a gospel fest? I'm like, yeah, bitch. Gospel fest oh are the God, best. Cool. They're the best. Yeah. They're some good singing. So, you know, if you have an opportunity to go to one of these, go. They're very fun. Even if you are not a spiritual person, these songs are very beautiful and moving in itself. Absolutely. The, a choir is so gorgeous. It's, it's so beautiful to listen to. It's a group of people making one instrument out of their voice and it sounds and like honestly i was appreciating some early mashup going on like pitch perfect blew that shit up but like her vegas show is so like perfect matchup of like 50s and 60s beautiful i like loved it they're like boom glee who nah girl i know exactly exactly mashup no sister act all the decades sister act she had all the decades just like up it was such a good sh- beginning mashup. I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Because my mama told me, again. you better shop around. Better shop around. I love that. That transition was so beautiful. Are you ready for a fun fact? Fun fact. Okay. So we have talked about one of our nuns before, but this one kind of referenced to the movie that we talked about before. So in the scene where Father Thomas catches them, he's standing outside waiting for them when they come back on the bus and they mm-hmm. know they're going to be in trouble. And Sister yeah. Mary Patrick says, Uh-oh, I smell trouble. I smell trouble. This is supposed oh, to be yeah. a throwback to another Disney movie, Hocus Pocus, starring another person in this movie who's in Hocus Pocus. And her yes. line in Hocus Pocus is like always... I smell children. I smell children. <laughs> and so the Disney kind of like wanted to do a little throwback to that if you caught that. Oh, Kathy uh, Needham. Needham, yeah. So, you know, Kathy Needham is in this movie. You know, probably my favorite nun because she's just too. She reminds me of what you would be if you were any of these nuns. I'm definitely Sister Mary Clarence because I'm like a. Trying to like, I just want to be cool with the kids, but I will fucking yell at you in a minute. Like, but you definitely like where there's, she's like, let's count the money. And she has a little bouncing toy that like hops around. I'm like, that's Helen. <laughs> she would have had some toys. Look what they got. And it would just bounced around. And she goes, I'm uh, worried about you. Like that, that's totally yeah. our relationship in a nutshell. That, is, that, is that little scene right there. Uh, <laughs> I love her, when, especially in the scene where she goes, You don't have to bite the donut to know it's sweet. To know that it's sweet. <laughs> that's true. As a cute little nun. You know, it's little pretty nun. funny how she wants to talk about safe sex and act like. <laughs> like anybody like, wants to listen from a nun about I know, safe exactly. sex. Exactly. Sorry. But she is my favorite nun. And it's probably because she reminds me of you. And she reminded me of you before Aww. I even knew who you were. I was like, this is my <laughs> best friend right here. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> and also, I just want to throw out that she, I also love her because she does the voice of Piggy Hill and King of the Hill. Yeah. But we got to talk about the head nun we- in charge. Yeah, we have got to speak of... The Reverend Mother. Mm-hmm. 
the Dame Maggie Smith. This lady is, is a, a goddamn dame. icon. She is. She is a dame. That means that she is like, she's like equal to being a knight. That's where she at. Yep. Mm-hmm. She made her damehood in like 1990. She's been a dame like, like, longer than most of our listeners' lives. Like, that's crazy. She was a dame during this, like in this film. And she was, she was made a dame in, in 1990. The whole time in our life that we've actually known who she is, she's been a fucking dame. I would have just yeah. called her dame. She's, I don't think that I, if I yeah. met her in real life, I just like I would bow, I would curtsy to her all the time because I love me some dresses. So I would probably oh curtsy God. to her all day and just call her a dame and just how awesome she is. So I mean, and her reverence, she is so beautiful. She's just, it's, she's such a phenomenal actress. She has such a range. She's done like so many plays. Yeah. Uh, 70 plays. I know this sounds horrible, but she's like been old my whole life. <laughs> kind of like Morgan Freeman. Yeah, she's, she's like, got a Morgan Freeman where like, I don't remember her young. But maybe because when she was younger, she's probably doing more like British theater. and theater stuff. So we didn't like and see her as much. Absolutely. No, no, no. Ab- absolutely. But like, I'm not going to lie to you. One of my favorite characters is so stupid, but in the first Wives Club, Ganilla Gossing Goldberg. Oh, yeah. She was the one who had like Has four. Has invited me to one of her secret social luncheons. <gasps> Why? Oh. I don't know. I like where she's like, fork. Fork. Like, because she doesn't put the fork back. She's keeping it. I usually bring my own You know, you're a trash. She's like, yeah. she's <laughs> She's been a first wife like four times or something like that. Like, yeah, we'll definitely talk more about her. Also, she plays Granny Wendy in Hook. Yes, she does Hook. Also, Secret mm-hmm. Garden, which I used to watch when I was a child. All Secret Garden. I would have to say I remember her in Secret Garden. And that was I, like one of my first memories. Professor McGonagall. I definitely went to the movies to go see her in First Wives Club. In the past yes. year and a half, I have opened my world up to Harry Potter and so now yeah, I am finally. a fan of Professor McGonagall, who is my probably my of favorite course. professor. Minerva. I am only on book and movie five, so I don't know anything oh, past shit. that. But so far, oh. I love that bitch. She's my favorite. She's like, she's amazing. And then, you know, one of my favorite is the divine secrethood of the Yaya sisterhood. The sisterhood. She's one of the old Yayas. She's like, come yes, on, baby. Yes. And you know, know she kidnapped Sandra Bullock, her and the other old ass bitches. And you know, I love her. She has like a little oxygen tank, and she's like on her last leg. Like she's yep. the best. She's done so many things. If you haven't seen any of these, I don't know what you're, you're doing in life. How did you go through your life without watching Harry Potter? I know that I shouldn't be a person to say this because I am 20, no. 20 years late. But your girl's here, okay? Your yeah, girl's here. exactly. She no, put no, in the you time made, with the you're books. making up for it. Yeah. I start with the books first, girl. And then I went to the but movies. <laughs> I know. I'm here. That's how you're supposed to do it. But they were busy probably watching Maggie Smith, Dame Maggie Smith and Downtown Abbey. I am not a Countless big fan of, of Downtown Abbey. You know, it's not... <laughs> No, that's okay. I hate when people call it that. When I, I worked at the movies, when the this movie came out last year, Downton Abbey, and like people be like, "Can I get tickets to that Downtown Abbey?" And I'd be like, mm, "Downtown Abbey, Downtown Abbey." That's not what it's called. Uh, actually, just to, like 
what I found really, really interesting is I watched this other show, like it's a British show called, uh, called the midwife. And it's also nuns who are after world war two, they are giving their life and service to like delivering babies and opening like health programs and after school daycares for like the mothers of this tiny little part of England called popper England. And it's a really cool show. Anyways, it reminded me of what you were talking about with the nuns the in the United States. Cause they did it also in, in England. Anyways, that's a side thing. I mean, um, another fun fact about a nun that I forgot to write down, but it was a pretty cool one yeah. is that they were the first people to do prepaid health insurance. None. Fuck yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> Fucking nuns. Nuns, man. They're getting they're making the shit happen. Thank you. You guys did a lot of They are making shit happen. Hey, if you Take let care. bad bitches do anything, we get shit done. That's how we roll. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. And the last thing I will say about Maggie Smith, just really quick. Her son, I did not know this as an actor. One of them is Toby Stevens. Okay. He is the father on the Netflix show Lost in Space, which I'm obs- I love this Netflix oh, show. Uh-huh, anyway, uh-huh. He's the father, uh, Robinson. Oh, I know. So and if I your mom's this. a dame, that- does that make you something? Like, do you get a, like a, a semi title? No, because since it's it's a bestowed title, I don't think it's something that's inherited or passed down. They still have to prove their title. I know. But they're probably, I mean, nepotism. No, I'm just kidding. Toby Stevens is amazing. That was cool. She is brilliant. I love her. I'm always willing to do. She was born in 1934, you guys. 1934. And she's still out here. Like, they could make a new Golden Girls and she could be on it. So we didn't uh, talk about many of the fathers in this movie which is fine this cast was so large and we just kind of wanted to give you guys the bare necessities to grasp this great movie but there's one Mm -hmm. person that i wanted to talk about because he's been in the game for a very long time Mm -hmm. so james coburn has been in this game for ever like i'm talking about forever he's more of He's in like a bunch of westerns. He's from The Great Escape from like the 60s. And a lot of us would probably recognize him as Water News in Monsters, Inc. He does the voice for that. Mm -hmm. He's the boss of Monsters, Inc. Incorporated. He is the voice of, which I didn't really realize. But once I started thinking, I was like, you're right. That is definitely his voice. No, absolutely. I When I was reading about him, that's when I realized it, too. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And he's done, like, so many movies, payback, just over the decades, and TV shows. But one of the fun facts that I found is that during this time, he was starting to get pretty old, I guess. He's probably in his 60s and was suffering from arthritis. So Ooh. a lot of the shots you won't really see his hands or his hands are moving so you don't get a good look at them because he's suffering from the arthritis. I think as a child, I did notice this because his hands looked a little weird and I was just always like, what the hell's going on there? But like, never really. He like, puts his hands in his pockets a lot too. Yeah. And it's something that's common that you see a lot of with older actors. Like if you notice for my I Love Lucy fans out there, you'll notice that Fred always has his hands in his pockets. It's because he mm-hmm. was suffering from alcoholism and he couldn't drink while he was on set so he would shake and so to prevent seeing him shaking his pions are always in his pockets for the most part because of things like this so james also did similar things to this in this movie to hide this but you know 
it's whatever. He did a great job of being the villain of mm-hmm. of this of this movie. Have you seen him in anything else? You recognize him in anything else? No, honestly, I, I he he's been in so many things. You guys have seen his face, you guys definitely, and you definitely heard his yeah, voice. I definitely heard his voice. Yeah. He was in Young Guns 2 for my cowboy people. He's in a lot of other Western things. I bet if I talked to my dad, he'd be like, oh, yeah, I've seen him in Gunsmoke. I don't know if he's that old, Gunsmoke old. (laughs) That show's old. (laughs) That show's really old. But he's been in the game for a long time. I know. I feel like he pops up in a lot of films that I just don't remember seeing him in. Yeah. But he has such a distinct voice that I know that I've heard it before. It's just so beautiful like it's kind of like it's sexy. yeah but thanks for all the james coburn because honestly when i read i was like this is really cool i can't believe that he was in monsters inc i haven't seen any of these old like old ass movies but i saw that he was in maverick there's a lot of movies of his that i haven't seen <laughs> oh yeah God. he's made a lot of appearances in a lot of movies yeah he he has a but, huge yeah. uh filmography that i can't even go into because this episode's long but the one of the fun facts about him that i truly enjoyed and was saddened by at the same time was that he did die from a heart attack in november 18th 2002 so this is a while ago at the age of 74 but he Mm -hmm. died in his home listening to music and playing his flute and i was like oh my god you're living the best life if I'm going out, I want to go out like that too. Yeah, that's so sweet. Yeah, that's so sweet. <laughs> but he pops up in movies. I'm Aww. definitely sure we will talk about him again. But I just wanted to give him a little shout out because he is our bad guy in this movie. Yeah, for sure. And he did a damn good job. Yeah, I hated that bitch. How you gonna stop children from singing and get an early retirement off the church? Have you learned nothing Fuck from them. School of Rock? You don't stop children from singing. You let them go out there and do their thing. <laughs> So hardcore. <laughs> Way hardcore. Yeah. Well, I'm out, girl. <laughs> Me too. I the only thing I will say, I really freaking die every single time Sister Mary Lazarus is driving the bus and it hits the trash cans. And <laughs> they just smatter all over the place. I do like when uh, <laughs> and then they ask her, like, are you gonna drive again? And she's like, Listen, I can drive anything on wheels. Yeah, problem with that? Uh-uh. Oh shit! Can drive anything no. with wheels? <laughs> no, I don't. We can make it with nineteen hundred dollars. I was gonna say no, but Sister Mary Lazarus wins every time. Mary Wicks. We'll talk about her when we watch Sister Act the first. We'll really get into her because she's an amazing actress too, as well. Yeah, one that pops in everything and seen everything. In. But with this, I mean, I, that woman. We'll get into it when we do for forever. She isn't one of my yeah Christmas. forever. She's one of my favorite Christmas movies, though. Really? Yeah. She's in White Christmas. Oh. She's the innkeeper of the White Christmas. She is. Oh, my God. She is. Mm-hmm. And that's her super young, oh my you guys. God. If you want to see her super yeah. young, I'm sure White Christmas will come on in December. Just see. She's the she's the one who runs the inn for, for them. She's super young. It's cute. <laughs> oh, and she's a, she's a fun character in that one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, okay. Yeah. We'll talk about her some more when we do Sister Act the first. Okay. The first. I love the way you say that. The first. <laughs> well, then, you know what time I am it cha-cha. is. I am cha out. Z for the people. For them people. All right. Yes!
So I feel like if you feel like you should donate money to children making music and the arts in the schools, which this is also about, I say you go listen to last week's episode and listen to that Z for the people because that would pertain to that. But since I am a person who lives here in the burning state of California, I thought that I would find something to help people in need right now, especially during these stupid Corona times. So the direct relief is a humanitarian aid organization that helps all 50 states and over 80 countries in this world during disasters. So hurricanes, uh, tsunamis, tidal waves, any anything that fucking happens, especially fires like what we get right now, which if you don't understand what California life is like, right now it's the end of summer, which is our high peak fire season. And mm-hmm. not only is California burning, but nine other states around us are burning as well. But there's a lot of people losing their whole entire homes and some leaving, losing their lives for these fires. So I you know would suggest, who you are. yeah, you know who you are. I would suggest if you have families in one of these 10 states over here on the West Coast that are burning or you yourself lives in one of these states but aren't burning yourself and have a little money to give, I would say to, to donate to this charity because their focus is not just that. It is a plethora of things, but this they help by helping first responders be able to do their job by clearing pathways or making an area for like a makeshift clinic. They help by bringing water and food to people whose houses have burnt down, uh, help try to rebuild things. They help try to dig through rubble when there's a tornado during tornado alley where all those, you know, states get hit pretty bad. These people come and they do the greatest deeds, kind of like what the nuns were doing back in the day, where they were making sure they were out there helping the community because the government doesn't give a shit about us no matter who's in the office. But definitely the community is where you would get your support and your help. And this is a, mm-hmm. a, a foundation that does that all over the country, all over the world. So if you mm-hmm. want to donate your time or donate your money, I would go to directrelief.org and go ahead and give that one a goog and a look because it seems like it could help us in any situation. And I don't even think we're going to make it out of 2020. The world's ending on New Year's if we don't all yell Jumanji and because I want next year to be better. <laughs> it's going to be, a, it's got to be better than this. But you know what? That being said, please go out and register to vote if you haven't already. And if you need to get your things in place, just use this as a helpful reminder. Just remember to do that. That's on your list. Please figure out where your polling is going to happen and help out in any way that you can. But please vote. I actually mean- don't be ashamed. Me and my mom signed up to actually work the polls this November. I love you. That's amazing. <laughs> I am so proud of you. I've I've already already ordered my mail-in ballot, mm. so I already have it in my possession. Me too. And Always been a melon, and even when I didn't remember to mail it in, I would fill it out and just walk up to the polls and hand it to them and get my mm. sticker and walk out. Like It's very simple. People just kind of do it. Unless you're voting for Voldemort in the office, then I say don't register to vote. You don't really need to do it. It's fine. <laughs> but we do definitely need a change. Definitely need a change. Please fucking vote. There is nothing I can ask more of you. 
okay. I'm done. I'm out. So tell them where they can find us. Everybody, thank you so much for listening today. I've had a blast. It's been so much fun. This drink got me back in the habit. I'm habitated. <laughs> um, <laughs> you are habitated. <laughs> So, um, if you want to catch out any of our beautiful, awesome podcasts, you can listen to us on uh, Spotify and uh, Podbean. Uh, Check us out, Lights Camera Cocktails. And uh, go ahead and check us out, like us, follow us, send us some messages on our Instagram. We're out there on our email, Lights Camera Cocktails, cocktail, no S, at gmail.com. Thank you so much listening you guys are fucking amazing i'm lenny that's zenobia the most beautiful woman in the world shut your face uh, you shut your face uh thanks for final our last back to school is this our back last back to school back to school we went back to school to prove that we, we went were back not to fools school. we're not fools but we were really we, we pretty much are fools we're drunk fools. fools so uh do you want to tell the world what they should be preparing for for our next month's movies, which is our favorite month of the goddamn year. Oh my god. Halloween, bitch. It's Halloween, baby. It's Halloween 2020. 2020. Full moon on the night of horror. I am so fucking stoked, you guys. This is going to be the best fucking month ever. Okay, so what are we watching? The first movie, okay. It's going to be one of my classic 90s crazy throwbacks, Practical Magic. You put the We're lime doing it. in the coconut, you drink a mole. Drink a bowl up. We're getting witchy, baby. Practical and I am magic. going to, hopefully, Zenobia over there is going to have read the book <laughs> and the prequel. <laughs> in a week? Uh, sorry, girl. Yeah, <laughs> ain't gonna happen. Don't do me dirty. Don't do me dirty. You gotta do this. No, have I'm you kidding. already? Have you already read it? Yeah, Alice Hoffman. Oh, I'm, then that's I'm all I need. Fan. I need you to just uh, Lenny. Spoil you want my it cliff notes? Yeah, my Lenny notes. Yeah, Lenny limericks. <laughs> I, I need your Lenny limerick. And I thought it'd be really nice to have a good old witch film that we can all like sisterhood the shit out of. I mean, and it's last, gonna be awesome. The last witch movie we did was Hocus Pocus, so I'm down. It's like a step above yeah. Hocus Pocus. Let's do it. And it's Sandra Bullock, Sandy Nicole Kidman, Halloween horror movie nights, Spooky all October. Halloween. Like, okay. Well, yeah. I I'm so excited. Till so, next week, you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Lenny, for the drunken times. I love you. I love you too. And thank you guys for another week of Lights, Camera, Cocktails. If you want to be somebody and you want to go somewhere, you better wake wake up up and pay attention. attention.